everyone? I'm Michael Jules, and welcome to Theater, a greater than film, The Green Room. The show where we watch a piece of pop culture, very unprofessionally critique it, and then we'll, when we're all said and done, flex on how cool we actually are. Believe me, as always, we will fail every single time. Uh, before we get started, allow me to welcome my wonderful partner in Yes Anding, the wonderful Virginia Gabby. Hello, I'm so excited. Yes, uh, you did. I was. I thought I was gonna get made fun of for my pun. All right, I love it. We're going. We're rolling right through. I love it so much. It was that good. Uh, and today, of course, we're talking about WandaVision, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's first four-way into the episodic. Let me try that again. Let me say that again, because that was a lot. That was a mouthful. The Marvel Cinematic Universe's first foray into the episodic. Nailed it second time. So, without any further ado, because we've got a lot to unpack before we talk about this week's insane, amazing episode, let's talk about WandaVision from the get-go. So, Virginia, first impressions. What do we think about this universe, the WandaVerse? Well, I have to say, when I first saw the trailer, my my reaction was, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, how what i don't i don't know and i was not looking forward to it wasn't like <laughs> it didn't intrigue me at all i was like well i don't know what else and then i watched it the first episode and i was hooked yeah absolutely hooked and just to do a little background i have probably i'm i'm, I'm, I'm not top tier comic book nerd like there are some dudes out there that uh, and, and ladies and people in general out there that would destroy me and have actually destroyed me in trivia. I have, there's, there's video proof of this. If you go, there's a trivia show I've done where I was destroyed at all my comic bookness. But I've seen all of these movies a bunch. I've seen all of the, the, the sort of little one shots and all the little things that are kind of put out there that are aside from this a bunch. And I've read a ton of the comic books a ton of the time. I've been doing it since I was a little kid. But even still, like, I, I don't know all of the world of this. So this was really exciting for me to sort of see how they were going to direct this, this sort of vision Wanda love, which they're probably the biggest two, uh, like, lovers, aside from Jean Grey and Cyclops in the Marvel Universe and the Fantastic Four. So, like, Reed Richards and Sue Richards. But Virginia, yeah, is nodding her head like, what the fuck did I just say for the past five minutes? Virginia, go ahead. Tell me your background on comic book movies. If I didn't date men and wasn't married, I probably wouldn't pay attention to them. Um, oh, Lori. I, I, no, I, I enjoy many of them. I've seen them all. I tend to only watch them maybe once. I think I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy a couple times, and I own the record of the soundtrack because I love that soundtrack. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, I've never read a, I've never read one of the comic books. Um, I don't watch any of the animations. I don't watch. You know, I, it's the main, mainly just the movies and now this show. So I, I know like names, but I don't pay enough attention to like know the detail and backstory of like you know, Ant-Man's third cousin or something like that. <laughs> uh, his name's Leroy, by the way. No. Uh, uh, and it, and so like that, that sort of brings me to the first thing, I, the first thought I had with the show was if you don't know this 
Marvel Cinematic Universe. And if you don't know the comics at all, this is like super inside baseball stuff. You know, like why is Wanda even with this? Per like, and I kind of love that, but it's also, you know, it's difficult. Like when you're trying to explain to newcomers, oh, this show is so interesting. This show is so fun. And why? If you're because they're going to watch the first episode, like, OK, who is this person? Who is this person? Why is this person? And it's never really explained ever. It's never, uh, you know, we eventually get sort of a backstory in this latest episode. But you watch seven episodes of the show and there's never really a, a, a clear understanding why these two people should be together or what, if you don't know the history. So that was interesting to me. Well, and I think. She was a character I didn't pay any attention to. Like, I was like, oh, I don't know. She shoots some red balls out of her hand. <laughs> eh, not that cool. Who's the most interesting to you, though? We need. I need a gauge here. I need to understand. All the comic book stuff. Who's, who's Who you got? Well, I think now this show is probably my favorite, which I'll get into, like, yeah. exactly why. Um, I like I like the newest Spider-Man kid. I think he does a really good job of being like kind of kooky, but then like charming and fun. I, I want my characters to be fun. I don't go DC because it's too dark. <laughs> it's too dark, guys. Turn on a light. Hey, Bat, turn on a light, something, maybe a little like a little rave, have like some glow sticks or something in your hands. Yeah, the Spideyverse movie was the only animation one I watched, and that's, I loved that one too. And I, yeah. I think it's, I, I love when they start to get creative with the story that they're telling, and when the story just doesn't feel like the same rehash of, of like, oh, wow, no one knows he's a superhero, and he's a superhero. Like, yeah. I don't need that anymore. Buckle up later. <laughs> Buckle up because this show is all about that, right? Like WandaVision kind of is skating this, you know, uh, multiverse, different dimensional conversation of, uh, you it's know. It's deeper. It's much deeper. Like, where are we? Who are we? So I do love that. I do love that. And I want to also say this show is phenomenal. It's really well done. If you could have pulled, like, Michael's brain out as a little boy, this is what it would look like. Like this fictional Hollywood, you know, uh, celluloid world. So they nailed that and the homages to it is awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So you want to get into it? You want to start talking about this? Do it. All right. So we're going to do a quick recap. One to seven coming up to episode H8, which just released this week. And starting off with, uh, they nailed it. They nailed what they needed to do with this first show because it needed to really sell that these guys were inside of a box and this was not this was like this wild TV show world. They they it felt like Dick Van Dyke. It felt like the 50s. It felt like that magical world of uh of, you know, fake Hollywood TV of that era of what the like I guess the progenitor of what a sitcom is even to this day. It was all there and they nailed that which I loved. Uh, but what were you thinking, episode one, called Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience, which, little side note, was actually filmed before a live studio audience uh, before the pandemic? That's fun. That's a fun tidbit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they... At I used to love watching Nick at Night and watching all these old I, I Dream of Genie, uh, Mr. Ed, you know, Dick Van Dyke, all of those sure. shows. And so I was like astonished at like just how on point it was for like the costumes, the, the black and white and the just the the pacing. Everything to me was like spot on. Like even those. Wanda's voice, like the yeah. way it had this sort of like 
beautification to it or something. It just felt like, yeah, floaty and yeah, it was Yeah. so cool. And she kind of did this like sing-songy kind of talk, you know, Yeah. like, and I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I thought it was a good kickoff and it left you at the end kind of going like, where is this going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, who is Agnes? Like, all of a sudden the questions are already popping up. You have <laughs> uh, Catherine Hahn, who killing it oh. in this show. And actually, actually, let's be real, kills it pretty much at anything that she's in, you know, from Step Brothers to, uh, you know, Wet Hot American Summer. Like, she's just always kind of amazing and kind of an un like uh, like uh, underrepresented, underused Yeah, she's person. under the But radar. in this show, oh, God, it's so amazing. So she shows up perfect, pitch perfect, like, next door neighbor, like, sassy crassy friend Oh, yeah. awesome the fact that uh first off a side note god elizabeth olsen just looks so gorgeous i don't know maybe it's like my like love of like that era but i was totally turned on i'm the most turned on of By elizabeth by like 1950s elizabeth olsen like stepford wife version of elizabeth olsen. so sorry But I was extremely like, oh my god, I need to watch this alone when Kate's like taking a shower. <laughs> but anyway, so like everybody looks great. Everybody's doing great. But the questions are already popping up, which is awesome, which I think is it ultimately steamrolled into why the show has got so popular. Uh, it, it, it didn't answer anything. It didn't give us anything. It just gave us an episode of a sitcom, which was super cool. But we know that there's some fucked up shit because... Uh, The, the who was it the boss right mr hart Yeah. like starts choking and the the mom from uh that 70s show is like freaking out uh thinking like you know she's kept seeing like stop it <laughs> stop it stop it stop and like Yeah, and you're like, and you're like it got what real creepy. is going on <laughs> so, but they don't do anything else they don't answer anything else they don't say anything else it just get credits and everybody everything's happy And I think after that episode, I was like, oh, I'm really drawn in, but can they do this for seven episodes? I don't think so. I was like, things are going to have to kick off, and I don't know what that means. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know anything about these people. <laughs> Well, don't touch that dial because episode two shows up. Wink, wink. That's the name of the, the second episode. Don't touch that dial. Uh, and it's, That's good. <laughs> it's the same thing, right? Like it's the same thing, but it's, it's just that bit of different. Uh, we still are in black and white. This is the episode where they're sort of more in the sixties than the fifties. Yeah. Uh, but it's so, so she's got a, like, it's the Mary Tyler Moore kind of vibe where it's, you know, she's got the pants on the little Capri pants and, uh, They're doing magic, which is obviously uh, a no-brainer. So we've got I Dream of J
uh, in my in my sixties TV shows. No, but uh, and, and speaking of that, they actually throw in Geraldine, aka Monica Rambeau, comes into this one. So we have uh, this the future uh, somebody. Uh, we don't know the name of this superhero, but eventually this person's going to become a superhero. Uh, but uh, Tayona Paris is her name, and she's awesome in this show too. Yeah. What a great casting! What a great pickup! But so like. The thing's just rolling, but it's still the same stuff. And I remember when I was watching the second episode with Kate, I felt the same way. I was like, okay, what is going... Nothing's really happening, but stuff is happening. Like, how are you feeling at that point? Yeah, I think that was when I really was like, okay, if we get one more of these straight, like, <laughs> black and white... Because I didn't know... It, it didn't occur to me right away it was the 60s because the 50s and the 60s, because it's black and white, it both crosses a little bit in in my mind. Yeah. Like I can have a hard time differentiating. Like then you hit the 70s and it's wildly different. So like, yeah, um, oh, I guess we're not there yet. <laughs> but uh, but um, so, yeah, part of me was like, is it is the next episode going to be like another black and white and we get one little thing. So I was like, it's got to pick up a little more than that, because I feel like this is these were your intros. Yeah, it's going to like kick off. Yeah. And I think at this point, well, a couple things about the second episode I did like uh, that they 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 added. They quickly started influencing uh, infusing the idea of this like for the children stuff. So like all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're starting to be like, okay, this is weird. The whole neighborhood's like for the children and everything's going on. And then she just turns around and she's got that baby bump. And you're like, wait, what's going on? And yeah. by the way, by the way, as we later on find out, this is sort of like in her mind, right? So there, there's a scene in the first episode where she, or this episode rather, where she is totally, she fucks Vision, right? Like they get under the blanket together and they're like, ha ha yeah. ha. So she fucks a <laughs> mental representation <laughs> that she created and that inseminates her with her own mental created image of her own babies. Yeah. Just sink, let that sink in. She fucked, basically she like created like, not to not, to not reference our own show. She created her own little uh, vibrator <laughs> that she then fucking used and it impregnated her. And Are it's a purple saying- vibrator, by the way. Vision is just a walking vibrator. He's a he's a sentient <laughs> he's a sentient sex toy. And if you tell me I'm wrong, you're fucking full of shit. Because that's exactly what it was. She's like brings the beds closer together with her magic, and then then all of a sudden, oh, let's get it going on. He's got his little uh, little mask on. They do a little sexy time. Hours later, she's got a baby bump. You tell me I'm wrong about that. It is, I, I think I'm, I'm going to look at him a little differently now. He's a purple, he's a giant purple vibrator. <laughs> Thanks, Paul Bettany. I appreciate you so much. But in and, and all real talk, I really do. Uh, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good at everything, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it? A Knight's Tale when he's Chaucer? Oh, my gosh. I watched that recently. So good. Yes. So good. Low key. Paul Bettany, you've always been the king. Um, so, but you're right. And I think at this time, like the news was doing it, all of the little, like, I don't know, YouTube videos and everything. They were saying the same thing. Like, what is going on? This needs to move on. People were starting to get bored. Should this be 30 minutes every week? Should they not have just released it all at the same time? Sort of vibe. It was the same thing that you were feeling a lot of what a lot of people were feeling. 
Right. And I didn't read anything by episode two. I wasn't reading anything about the show. So I wasn't like reading reviews of the episodes. I wasn't reading like the, the gossips or the anythings about it. So I really like didn't know what the trajectory was going to be. Um, by third episode, I started reading like some of the reviews and a little bit more like just opinion pieces about it. Yeah. Um, mostly I read AV Club, but um, oh, nice. Shout yeah, out. so so yeah, by that second episode, I was like, now I was a fan of the little bite sized bits. Um, because one, during the pandemic, it gave us something to look forward to the next week. And yeah. because I was so into it, I was like, wow, I'm actually excited about something in this world. It's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Friday means something now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wanda. Thank, Thank you. Wanda. Thank you, you talking vibrator. <laughs> Wanda and her vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> giving us reason to live. <laughs> oh, giving us a new meaning of what the mindstone really is. Uh yeah, yeah. And then, but we get to episode three and I think that's when it kicks off, right? Like we are mm-hmm. we are officially we're in the shit. It's called Now in Color. It's the 70s style one. Obviously, it's got the Brady Bunch connection, which uh it it and shout out to the set designers. I wish I knew all your names. I all the clothing, costume designers, all you people. You nailed every freaking thing that you needed to to make this feel period accurate without like just throwing like a 70s sort of like I don't know because sometimes you watch these movies that are trying to be in the 80s and all you hear is like Michael Jackson music and you know you see like a poster for Footloose and you're like okay we get it it's the 80s but this did all of that without making it necessarily say boom 70s boom 50s you know like and I love that I agree like oh my gosh they do such a good job and I love like that the architecture of the house changes too because Mm -hmm. um you could just kept the same set and like thrown on a shag rug like you were saying or (laughs) like oh I put up this 1950s picture um (laughs) but they they do a really good job like the whole architecture and I think the word architect and architecture comes in a lot in this because Wanda's kind of the architect of this whole world is she though but is she yeah. Yes, yes, she is. Spoiler alert for <laughs> yeah. the latest episode, she is. But yeah, you're exactly right. Like they and and they it's like that just off center enough that it, you could see that it's in somebody's mind. It's somebody's mm-hmm. mental representation of it. Like it's not quite exactly the Brady Bunch like house, but it's what I would I can imagine the Brady Bunch house being in my own brain. Like if I were to if you were to say like draw the Brady Bunch house I draw it and it would not be anywhere close, great. but it would be something like that. So yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm like, there was a staircase. I don't yeah. know. There's like yellow. I remember there was like yellow and purple, like stained glass windows. Yeah. I think and the I'm kitchen like, was Why? orange. Ugh, gross. The 70s was <laughs> 70s. Gross. The 70s was disgusting. Oh, but, my house was built in the 70s and we got some of those little, little You got a little taste. You got a little taste. <laughs> Well, what do you got? Just like an old, like, uh, like, like a, a yellow sink in the bathroom. Uh. <laughs> Would you ever want, like, not, not a bright yellow, uh, kind of muted, looks like dirty white. Yeah, like a, like a old, like a, like a lukewarm egg. Right, and like <laughs> brass tulip handles on all the doors that I had to change, and luckily the kitchen was redone because I was like, if I had a yellow kitchen, I. <laughs> All right. Well, d- thank you, the 70s, for ruining kitchens yes. for all of us. Kitchens and bathrooms. Uh, so in this episode, we've got 
the big reveal, which is yes. that uh, one Geraldine, aka Monica Rambo, is not from there. We all know that, and this is one of those sort of inside baseball things too. Like you, you kind of if you read the the papers, well, the internet, not the papers. I don't know why I said the papers. <laughs> But maybe because I'm like in the 70s right now. Uh, but if you read like the internet, you know that Monica Rambeau was in this. You know who it was going to be. So you kind of knew that this was coming. But in the show, this is like a huge moment that this person is a sword agent, a member of the sword, which is basically uh, input any government version, you know, uh, comic book government organization, shield, sword. It's all kind of the same. Sword is ends up being for like space usually in the comics, but here it's like sentient weapons, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. Point is that you've got that bureaucratic bullshit side and somebody is a member of it. In this mm -hmm. case, Geraldine, AKA Monica Rambo. But the other big reveal is Tommy and Billy. We got babies, y'all. Oh yeah, the babies come. Oh, the whole babies getting born thing was stressful. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're coming. No one's going to help her. Vision, like, do something. I like, that, and then... <laughs> I like that when they come out, they're basically, like, already dressed. Like, just very much <laughs> like a sitcom would do. Like, they already have, like, little baby hats on. They're, and they're, yeah, like... they're, like, six months old and they have baby hats on. <laughs> yeah, there's not wet or grimy at all. They're just clean babies that just come out. They don't even cry. They just, like, come out. They're like, oh, the world. <laughs> Look at this world. If anybody knows about pregnancy or everybody has ever thought about it, you know they don't come out that clean. And isn't there like a, a crane statue? Something weird happens with this like crane oh, statue. Oh, wait, no, there's like a, a stork. Is that, oh, is it a stork? Yeah, there's a stork that walks around and like pops around and she can't like hide the stork. Oh, uh, which we don't, like a... we don't know what that is yet. We don't know why there's a stork. It has not been explained. And later on, that stork appears again. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why. And also, I forgot to mention, there's a, a bunny rabbit, an adorable bunny rabbit called Senior Scratchy that has mm. been kind of popping up. And we don't know why Senior Scratchy, we don't actually know. People keep positing like, oh, it's this person or that person. But in show, we don't know why. And I, I, I'm no longer venturing big guesses on those sides of things because nobody fucking knows. Okay. Nobody I, has any idea. Because everybody I, thought there was going to be somebody else in the show. And yeah, it's... I didn't even realize the bunny was anything more than a bunny for that one episode. <laughs> <laughs> Senior Scratchy's around, though. Senior know, Scratchy's then, been around. But I just, like, kept not clocking Senior Scratchy. Like, I guess I just, my bunny dar was not on, and I just kept not pick, like, picking my up that bunny. The, the bunny was in the scene. <laughs> my bunny dar. Oh, no. Uh... All right, so now we're getting into the shit, right? We've got episode yeah. episode four. We interrupt this program is when I think the MCU reappears, right? Like yeah. For three episodes, we're kind of in this wacky world. Uh, some cracks have been showing. Vision starts seeing some things and start asking some questions. Herb, the only black guy, other black guy in the town, which is very sitcom accurate, uh, is yeah. <laughs> shows up and he's like acting weird and cutting through a brick wall at some point and all sorts of stuff. Lots of little cracks, but nothing crazy until this moment where we get out of the TV and into the, the quote unquote real world. Yeah. And we see the blip happen again in a new light. So like in Spider-Man, uh, something from something, uh, 
we see we we see it pop in right like they're all of a sudden show up and it's kind of played for laughs like there's like a they're at a gym and uh all of a sudden like people start reappearing but in this like we see like the sadness i guess of what being gone for five years would look like or the panic that being gone for five years would look like and then reappearing in the same place as you were you know gone yeah like the chaos i i think yeah i think in other movies when people were like popping back in there was like oh surprise but this one it was like chaos yeah yeah you're in a hospital you know people are just like yeah people that pop up like are in rooms that they shouldn't be in anymore or like you know like which is super cool the idea that like you know like you 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 like in this monica loses her mom who was in the captain marvel movie uh and uh she's wakes back up in this so in her last moments you know her mom's sick and dying in bed and then she wakes back up thinking that her mom's sick and dying in bed and is still going to be there and then she's just dead and gone and it's five years later and yeah like that's that's kind of cool it's 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 not cool it's horribly sad but it's an interesting like oh yeah this would be this would bring a lot of heartache to the people that show back up uh out of nowhere right right yeah, like so much changes in five years. And also yeah. like the people on earth were like, we didn't know what happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, like we just moved on and shit because, you know, it's been five years. It's like the pandemic a little bit. It's like, you know, like we just like, I don't know anybody. I haven't seen anybody for a year now. I'll go out a year. And when I finally do, I'm like, do I even know you really? Like, <laughs> do I want a hug from you? Uh, but we also... So a couple of cool things happen here, I think. One, we get that really cool look into this, what, I guess this is the start of what the next phase of the Marvel world will be, because it's really going to, you know, we hit the snap and then everything changed after that. And we'll kind of really start living what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, but also we meet motherfucking Jimmy Woo. Jimmy FBI Woo. agent Jimmy fucking Woo. I love oh. Randall Park. Oh, so good. So good. He is just the right kind of, um, this shit is wacky, right? Like this shit is super weird <laughs> that you need in a show like this where you've got like people take being taken over in a you know town and like brainwashed and stuff. You kind of need the levity of something like a Jimmy Woo or Randall Park to just take it seriously, but not take it too seriously. And he, right. hits, he hits that fine line so perfectly. Uh, yeah, like he he's like smart, but he's also a little befuddled. Yeah. And yeah, he's capable. He would yeah. Be. yeah, yeah, exactly. You're capable. But this is also there's a fucking town being taken over by a super witch. Like this is weird, right? And he, he, he nails that. What I have a question for you. What do you feel like when you see a Randall Park in a thing being um, Asian as well? Because I know for me, like, seeing Monica, I'm just like, hey, we got, like, a black superhero. Let's go. You know, like. Oh, oh, I loved Randall. Like, I love seeing Randall Park pop up in random shit. (laughs) Randall Park especially. Um, He's just such a, he's done a delight. It is really nice, especially in this world where there really aren't any Asian folks. Like, the whole MC universe, like, doesn't really have anyone. Like, Mm -hmm. there was the one kind of, like, bug-like person in Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Um, Man- Mantis. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, just so so the people in the audience don't go too crazy. There's uh, uh, Wong in Doctor Strange is a pretty prominent Asian character. Oh yeah, and, and Benedict uh, Wong who plays that is like a go-to Asian guy. Yeah, he's like the go-to Asian guy. And then there's 
there is going to be a, a show, com- a movie coming out called Shang Chi, which is like oh, a yeah. whole thing. So which there has is a guy from Kim's Convenience from Canada. Oh yes, he's great show. He's pretty hot. So, <laughs> uh, but you're absolutely right. The 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 diversity, especially when we go to uh, the Asian side, you know, whether it's you know. Uh, you know, more Indians or Asians mm-hmm. or something like that. It's kind of minimal. It's kind of minimal in this environment. So, yeah. And yeah. I, but I do think that we're seeing, we are with like Shang-Chi and then things, uh, you are starting to see like a change of like, we need to end with like Black Panther. Like we yeah. need to start having some other shit in this world. <laughs> <laughs> like we can't just focus on rich white guys the whole time. Right. Like, boy, as much as I love like, the first Iron Man movie, right? Mm. I thought you were going to say, as much as I love seeing rich white guys in movies. Uh, right. I, gosh, it just doesn't happen enough, you know? Like, they really, We need more representation of rich yeah, white men. Which, I agree. Rich white men um, in technology doing yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, never failing. I, I do appreciate, I also appreciate um, any, I don't know if you feel this way, but I appreciate when people get to be in a movie and their race or ethnicity just isn't like the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like Randall can just be Jimmy. Like just Jimmy is just agent. a dude with yeah. a job. Yeah. He's just a very, very good FBI agent. That's all he is. And it's just so happens that he's a good magician. He's good with close up magic. Uh, which is a callback to his, he was an Ant-Man and the Wasp, and he was learning close-up magic. Uh, or he via- did tell me about that Easter egg, and I didn't know see it, because I don't pay attention. <laughs> uh, but speaking of rich white guys who have power, what do you think of director Hayward, that motherfucker? Oh. Well, and at, I, at first I was like, oh, is he, is he just like a dude who doesn't really know what's going on and he's just like a bad cop or something? But then I'm like, as you start to, as we got to this episode, I was like, oh, as you get deeper in, you're like, no, he's a bad dude. Yeah. He knows shit. Yeah. It, it, they, they played it perfectly for the first few episodes where you're like, okay, he's a little slimy, but he's got this like this motive of hey listen you guys haven't been around for five years this world is a little jacked up it's a little bit different than when you left it and i have to make the hard choices kind of guy and then all of a sudden yeah. you realize, like no no he's a slimy bastard yeah he's just slime uh, um yeah and i think he makes poor he has poor decision making skills for a director for a director yeah he <laughs> and also his office is super tiny for being a director i don't know like i i just He's like this. There's like this huge like off lobby with like all sorts of big giant TV screens and sword, and then you go into he's his office. It's little... like a little corridor. Maybe that's why he's frustrated. He's pissed off because he's like, I want, I want a big office. God damn it! I'm right, a rich. He's like, I want a, a window. I'm a rich white guy. <laughs> why do I have this tiny office? You seen these other rich white guys? They got like houses and floating offices and shit. Tony stanks up in the top of a damn building and I'm stuck here in this little tiny rinky dink office. I'm taking the world down. Uh, Oh man. And then we get to on a very special episode, which is, I think the really big breaking point um, is this is the eighties one. We've got the growing pains vibe. We've got the full house vibe. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, Tommy and Billy not being controlled by Wanda, like very specifically, like she, they can't stop crying and she doesn't yeah. figure out how to stop crying. They can't, they grow up at, at will whenever they want to. Like they just like start sprouting up and she can't control that. And ultimately she can't control the vision. The vision starts seeing stuff, starts asking real questions. 
Even to the point in which, yeah. like, she tries to roll the credits on him. She tries to fucking literally end the show yes. on him, and he and he won't allow it. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then we've I got. Think, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say when she did that, that was it. Was another really good point where you're like, oh, there's so much struggle in her head and mm-hmm. with her feelings, and she really does not want to deal with her real. Like that pain, was the point where yeah. I was like, she's got some pain. Like, yeah. And if this is the world she's created because she's trying to like not deal with like, say, Vision's death or whatever, like her brother's death, who also I d- <laughs> didn't realize was her brother. And I didn't remember that character. So <laughs> you can see how sometimes I get kind of confused. I love this. Her brother, I guess. <laughs> it's a huge but- plot point. You're like, I don't know. I guess it's her brother. Yes, I had it had to be explained that he had died in a movie I had seen. <laughs> Whoops. Um, in our lives, we watch a lot of movies and my brain is only so big. Yeah, and there is like, so let's talk about that because then uh, fake brother or real brother? No, it's not real brother because spoiler alert, we already know what happens in episode eight. But Mr. Uh, Pietro shows up and this, for me, was huge because the guy, he shows up at the end uh, as like a sort of like cliffhanger sting. And it's the Pietro from the X-Men environment, which is like a, was a different property. And uh, when we're talking about the multiverse and we're talking about all this stuff, we, we, the community of nerds trying to figure out how they are going to incorporate like the mutants and like the Fox proper, like the X-Men and all that stuff. I, I saw this and I was like, oh, this is how they're going to do it. Wanda's going to be the one to like bring it all together. Now, I don't know if that's true. And again, a little bit inside baseball. I don't know. But it was pretty cool to see uh, Pietro show up at the end and kind of be a real uh, sassy 80s character. And for them to be real meta about this. And they're like, she cast recast her brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Darcy, but Darcy's doing great in this show too. Like, oh, uh, Kat Dennings? Yeah, Kat Dennings. Yeah, she's, she's doing so good in the sense of like, again, bringing that silliness factor to the fact that this is this is insane. This is an insane thing that's happening. Even even though we're talking comic book movies and, you know, blips and people appearing out of nowhere after five years, this is still fucking weird that yeah. it's like a TV show. Uh, and she she's so dry. Like, yeah. I love her delivery because she's just so like dry and sarcastic and all this like super weird shit's happening but she's like i'm kind of getting really into this. yes <laughs> she's us right like it's like yeah. J- jimmy woo and darcy are like us for sure yes <laughs> like we're sitting here and i'm like i'm enthralled i've got a whiteboard i'm writing down who's doing what what is it the scrolls sure why wouldn't it be scrolls i don't know uh is it like yeah i'd be i'm, I'm sitting there like oh my god I, I will say this, actually, now thinking about it, one of the things I love about this show that they did wait to do it weekly is it does give me that those feelings of like, ooh, can't wait to he- see what happens next, which is something I haven't had in a very long time with a television show since like the Breaking Bad era or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Dexter, I think the first few seasons of Dexter, I was always like, oh shit, what's going to happen next? Right. Because we, we're so used to consuming now, like in these large blops of like binge watching that we've forgotten what it's like to have to like pace ourselves and yeah. to, to be like, oh my God, I'm excited for this next episode. The, or the, the excitement that you used to get 
when the credits would roll. Like you would get like there was that like they do this really well in this show where it says like please stand by at the end of every episode. Yeah. Like they some big moment happens and it says please stand by and you like I now I get like a like a like a little endorphin pop up like oh that's the end. No, you know like it's so it's it's a really good thing. Um coming to the end we're going to talk about episode 6 real quick cuz I think episode 6 which is the Halloween called the all new Halloween spooktacular. Uh, it's probably a good is a big transitional episode. Like they want to get mm-hmm. you through to to where the break is happening. So it's the Modern Family. No, I'm sorry, it's not the Modern Family one. It's the more Malcolm, Malcolm in, the in the Middle. Yeah, and uh, you've got fake Pietro, Pietro, who's being yeah. a real son of a bitch. They're all being sons of bitches to poor Wanda. All Wanda wants to do is have sex. With her sentient vibrator, <laughs> her sentient vibrator, and everybody is, uh, we talked about this earlier, everybody's kick shaming, uh, <laughs> everybody's kick shaming Wanda and saying, Oh, you can't have sex with this sentient uh thing that you created, and all that's all she wants. She wants to have babies and fuck a purple giant vibrator yeah and she just kind of wants to chill and like have a nice halloween you know have you ever have you ever encountered a human-sized vibrator (laughs) yes have you ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was gonna be my question yes now you have to answer that yes yes or no (laughs) can't say i've stumbled on anyone in recent right. years you let me know but uh have you ever like had those those days where you're just like yo back off back the fuck off I just <laughs> like every it. day <laughs> recently <laughs> like and you just feel like everybody's coming at you with new shit you just try to you try to just like copacetically live with the day the just dog like, even looks at you and you're like don't look at you're me like dog. fuck you dog fuck like, you i will stop feeding you for a day right? if you fuck with me Cause she's like, she's like, I'm fucking holding all this shit together and you're all coming at me and like, I'm got already kind of broken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor. Well, I will say this by this latest episode, I really did a 180 on Wanda cause cut in, coming into this episode, some big stuff happens. Right. So they, uh, the vision start, you know, sneaks off and does his own little like investigative thing. Uh, you've got, her and her brother kind of re- weirdly recapping their life, but it's clearly not accurate because the memories are off. And you've got Monica and Darcy and Jimmy trying to get back into the town because they yeah. sent in that drone and the drone like like almost like like tried to kill Wanda, but didn't. So now Wanda's super pissed and comes out mm-hmm. of the thing. So it's like all of this really interesting, cool stuff is happening where I think Wanda's about to crack. And Wanda comes out, and Wanda comes out kind of like a bitch, if I'm honest, where she's like real, like threatening to murder people <laughs> for them trying to stop Wanda from controlling all of these people's minds. So you're just thinking like, whoa. Also, this episode, I feel like was the first one where there were kids in the community. Like yeah, there, there were was. never any kids around. And then all of a sudden it was like oh like is she gonna murder all these kids holy shit (laughs) that's a great point because they say that in the last episode one of the arguing points vision has is like where are all the kids wanda why are there no kids and then the next episode they have a halloween episode where there's a million kids (laughs) and you gotta think so that means she's mind controlling these kids maybe or she's like uh 
making them appear too, or whatever's going on. Like, so there's some crazy, like, evil witch stuff happening. So at this point, I'm like, I'm off the Wanda train, big time. I'm thinking Wanda's no oh, good. Yeah. Uh, until we get to, uh, well, not this episode, because the next episode is Breaking the Fourth Wall. This is the last one coming up to the one we just watched this week. Uh, this one is the Modern Family one. It has a great office style intro music, which was really well done. Shout out to all the musicians, too, the, the, the soundtrack people. All of the songs do that great job of, of, of being next to, adjacent to the stuff that you remember, you know, in a way that doesn't feel like a copy, but also feels like the song. And it's that had to be such a fine line to, to, to play to 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 go f- away from like cheesy knockoff but also be a cheesy knockoff like i don't yeah. know like it's just hard to explain but it's so well done it was it was so good and it's like as soon as it started you knew exactly what era and what show yeah we were in but th- this one was good and the the talking to the camera yes. um little interviews i thought was uh, this w- it was used really well in this because we were getting a little more info from each of those kind of talk talk to's talk ats talk talk to the cameras talky talk talks yeah uh talks what i liked about this is it took me well because modern family uh does this too and modern family unlike all the other shows parks and rec and the office that kind of do this the sort of testimonial style like talking to the camera thing uh there's a reason right there's the the whatever it's a documentary or some crap yeah. Uh, even though it's not real and it's kind of like a bogus reason, but that's their explanation. But this, the Modern Family never did. And then somebody pointed out, and I kind of realized it too, like the, this is, that's like what's happening in their head. It's like, it, they're, granted, they're talking to the camera, but it's just like if we were to jump into their head and just had their conversation. Yeah. I love that idea because that's exactly what's happening here. Like we're getting into Wanda's brain about why she can't control stuff, why things are starting to fuck up, why like the 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 walls are really literally and figuratively crumbling. And uh you've got the also the sort of like arrested development thing with uh Darcy and uh <laughs> the vision when they're like at this weird circus, which by the way, I mean you you've probably seen all these shows episodes by now. You you have to know uh Wanda expands the hex because the vision in the last episode tries yeah. to leave and he can't leave because as we know he's a, a, a fictional vibrator for Wanda so he, he's not he's not allowed to leave the town and so in order to protect uh, her sex toy she expands the hex and then like yeah. consumes all these other people so this because episode, that asshole white guy with the bad uh, outfit. Has her has Darcy chained up to a car? Right, yeah. Darcy's he, chained up to a car like a like a nineteen like twenties like 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 auction slave or something. It's terrible. <laughs> Who chains anybody to a car? Like her whole body was chained to a car by the end by the like the time she turned into the uh, right? circus. Person. And he's yeah. like, everyone drive, get away from this expanding <laughs> void. Except you, Darcy, because you're stuck to a car. I like the idea that the director is just like, everybody drive (laughs) away. (laughs) But no one one help this chick. But leave this one person. And also, don't drive the car that she's attached to, even though they probably all don't fit in all these anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Director, so now we know, by this point, we know Director Hayward's just a solid D. Just a horrible person in every way. 
Yeah. You don't, you, you, it's automatic bad guy. Just like when you save a cat out of a tree, you're automatic good guy. You're automatic bad guy if you fucking tie, chain somebody up to a car. Like. Let a void eat them. And let the, let, let the void eat them. I so, feel like. So in this one, in this last episode, before we get to episode eight, uh, Monica, I think, is sort of the big crux of the show and she's mm-hmm. trying to get back into this town even though they're, they've been dropping hints that if you go back in bad stuff's gonna happen and blah, blah blah she goes in there was a big setup for like her little aerospace engineer friend that was not a payoff i think in the way that we would want it to be like we you know she kept saying i got an aerospace engineer friend I'm going to go, uh, you know, we'll, let's go find him in the outskirts. of. Let's go to New Jersey, the, the, yeah. wood, the woods of New Jersey and find this person. And you keep, and it's a couple of episodes where they keep setting that up. And it ends up just being like a general type person, literally yeah. like, like Lieutenant Basic, you know, like. <laughs> but I have a feeling because Monica Rambeau is in Captain Marvel hanging out with Skrulls mm-hmm. in that one. I have, and... We they drop little nuggets here and there that she's always been like traveling through space a little bit and before the blip and all that stuff. I have a feeling that this person is a scroll. That is just complete conjecture. I have no idea. Much like anything else, like Senor Scratchy, we have no clue. But I'm thinking that that's a scroll, and that's why I don't even know what that word means. A so, scroll? Uh, a squirrel? A squirrel? Yeah. So uh, in in these movies, they one of the species that's out there is a squirrel and it's a it's a, it's like rocket raccoon and a squirrel now uh it's a squirrel is like a different species that can shapeshift and if you've seen captain marvel they're like shapeshifters oh i've seen captain marvel i didn't really like it other than the 90s stuff you, okay so you want to talk about a, a movie that did too much 90s stuff that movie like all it was was like let's let's have arnold schwarzenegger posters and like let's have blockbuster video and let's play i'm just a girl i i'm sure that if we had a conversation with the director they would explain all of this and the meaning behind it but that movie felt so bad watch wonder woman 1984 (laughs) because that one will drive you bananas that movie's such shit oh my god fuck that movie I watched that movie and I was. My so wishes scared. will kill you. Yeah, I was livid because I was excited for it. I liked the first Wonder Woman and I liked. Uh, I love Kristen Wiig. I thought this. I thought that movie was going to be great, and it was just a fucking. It was an '80s music video the whole time, and it was so stupid. And I, I will happily talk about it in the green room in another episode. Oh yeah, sorry. Fuck, fuck that movie. Just out right now. I'll say, and I know, listen, one day I would love to be an actor and I would love to do this stuff. And I'm sure I'm burning bridges every time I say that. And like, like whoever out there will, one day this will come back and haunt me. If I ever get any kind of fame, they'll just be like, uh, yeah, you remember that time when you said, fuck that movie? Well, that was my movie. I know. (laughs) Fuck that movie. Wonder Woman 1984, go fuck yourself. Don't, don't bring up the fact that you're in the 80s. Like just, it could have been any time frame. Why did it have to be in 1984? It has nothing to do with like the, (laughs) like the Orwellian sort of like, like, you know, uh, big brotherness vibe that you would even use the 84 for. So why is it not 1987? Why is it, you know, it's just so fucking stupid. Fuck that movie. 
I am. I now know never to bring up that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking fear infuriating. Oh, All right. Anyway. Oh, God. She's a fucking cheetah and it's stupid. Like she becomes full cheetah by the end of it. Like what um, the fuck? Because, you know, I mean, and you've got to be a nerd before you can be a cheetah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, yeah, she did the she's all that thing in the first act of that movie. She had a ponytail and some glasses. She had a ponytail and glasses. Nobody would listen to her. And then she, then the, the one dude fucking the Mandalorian talks to her for a little while. And then he, then she's all of a sudden smoking hot. Wasted and then, good talent. And then she's a fucking cat. She's a, ugh. What a trash movie. <laughs> Fuck that fucking movie. Uh, anyway, so where was I? So, okay, let's get to let's get to the last episode. So, because I think even in this episode, the biggest moments are really Monica becoming a superhero. So uh, before before the, the, the previously on episode, which is the, the latest one, the biggest last thing that comes out of this one is Monica, we, again, if you've known anything about the character, you know that she becomes basically like a Captain Marvel type superhero in the comics. Mm -hmm. Very powerful, can fly, can do all this. Stuff. So you kind of knew this was coming, but you didn't know when and how and all that. And then so she breaks through the fourth wall, literally, like the title says, back into the hex. And with that, she becomes one of two characters. This is for the nerds out there. It's either Photon or Spectrum. Those are her two like characters that she becomes in the comics. She actually becomes like 20. I don't know. It's a whole bunch. But ultimately, one of the two big ones is uh, Photon or Spectrum. I think they're going to combine the both and name her Photon because that's what her mom's call sign was. So uh, when she oh. was on a, in a plane, like and you could even see it in one of the episodes. It, it like kind of see her photo in the sword stadium building. And it says like Maria, aka Photon Rambell. I think she's gonna be Photon, but either way, she's gonna have she's gonna be like the next like super duper hero, like Thor level kind of like crazy super powerful lady. So it's really exciting, very cool. That's gonna come in later on. Doesn't really matter for this because we get to previously on previously on, and that's today's episode, and it's the first full non sitcom show, right? Yeah. This is, there's no like references there's no intro music that's like gives us the sense of what kind of show or error this would be this is just uh basically follows directly after seconds after the end of the last episode yeah uh, and we've got this really interesting callback to like 1683 or whatever year where the salem witch trials are happening and uh i like the twist on this where i thought this she was really just going to be persecuted as a witch and then murdered or like whatever. But it's all the witches are coming after her during the Salem witch trials. She's that bad of a witch. Yeah. That the other witches are like, mm -mm. <laughs> yeah, and and she is Agatha. And by the way, yeah, her name is uh, not Agnes. It's Agatha Harkness. And here's another bit of the inside baseball stuff. She says it at the end of the last episode as if you, Virginia, were supposed to know what the fuck that means. She comes in. And she's like, oh. So nice to finally meet you. My name's Agatha Harkness. And then yeah. like, it cuts to black. And I watched it. I was like, I looked at Kate. I was like, you don't know what the fuck's going on, right? No, nobody does. Why would you know so, that? It was a really, I do think that her reveal 
was really good in that last episode that ending bit where it was like she was controlling things all along the oh, like yeah. and then you're like oh and then and it flashes back to that first and second and third episode and you're like oh especially because i was like oh <laughs> um and when she said her name, I was like, well, I don't know who that is. But as a person who doesn't know who she is, I know she's bad. And I know yes. she's creepy. And um, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, like, wow. So then, this, then going into this episode and she was like being prosecuted by the other witchies. I was like, oh, damn, like, she's like really bad. I mean, if your witch friends and sisters will not support you, like you are doing something wrong. It's very true. That's very true. I feel, I mean, a coven is usually pretty tight. Yeah, if you... <laughs> I would assume. I mean, maybe they're not a witch sorority. Maybe they're, maybe they aren't. No, I, I like the idea, like a coven, like by, by the nature of the word, they gotta be kind of chill with each other. So, you know, you know, Agatha did some stuff. Also, good call back to the Agatha All Along song. That is, uh, yeah. that is blowing up on the internet right now. Everybody is loving that song. Um, I actually also love it too. It's a good song. Do you, do you listen to it while you're working out? Yes. <laughs> I, do, I do like a hundred push-ups, and then I just look at the poster of Catherine Hahn that I have on my wall and I start singing. It's, it was Agatha all along. Uh, you're absolutely right about <laughs> Agatha. I, okay. This is a testament. And this, again, this, we should, we could just make a show about Catherine Hahn and like how amazing she is. Um, but this is a testament to her because she's kind of played that exact right of the side of charming, creepy, snaky, something going on the whole time. And then the switch to like full diva mm. is, is so seamless and so good that you're just like, okay, good. Now we got the we got the bad guy. That's what we wanted. She is perfectly bad. Oh, by the way, all the people out there who are like, there's another bad guy in the wings. Fine. Who the fuck cares? Because if it's just Catherine Hahn, I'm good with it. Like, it doesn't need to be anything bigger than that. It doesn't need to be, like, set up the whole MCU. I just love the idea that this is, she's trying to milk this woman's power. So that's what I was going to ask you. What do you think is the Agatha's goal here? Well, so I don't care. I also don't care if there's another bad guy. Also, like, all the, like, super dorks out there, that's cool that, like, you want to look. But, like, just enjoy it for what it is right now. Yes. Also, I'm sorry I called you a dork. Super dorks. No, no. Take that, super dorks. <laughs> and fuck you, Wonder Woman 84. Um. So, it, to me, I was like, oh, like, my brain initially was like, so they must have, like, either similar powers and she's jealous that, like, Scarlet Witch is, like, more powerful than her because she seems like she doesn't like people being better than her. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I couldn't, I didn't really know what the dynamic was. Um, but I, I assumed like, yeah, like she was like, uh, but I don't, then I was like, but I don't know how you got here. You know, how'd you get into this mind world? Where are we? What's happening? <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. So who is actually in control? Who's there? Like, uh, like, you know, she, she, so in this episode, another big thing is we find out Hayward is just a pure fucking oh. lying sack of shit pretending like she like broke in and is a terrorist and like stole vision's body when she didn't no 
just wanted to bury him. All she wanted him. to do was bury him. And then when she realized that it wasn't even really him on the inside anymore, she gave up on that whole idea. So fuck you, Director Hayward, all the way to 1984. I hope you get a basement office for the rest of your life. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Closets, broom closets for you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, oh, that was heartbreaking to watch her, like, see Vision all sprawled out in that little yeah. lab. And I was like, you dickhead, why are you showing yeah, her this? Yeah, and I was like, like, you are so mean. Digging digging the knife even deeper, like, trying to, you can kind of see it uh, when I watch it. Like, you can kind of pause it a little bit. And you can see him looking at her, trying to gauge her reaction when she saw Vision's body. To try and, like, see, almost like, how do I egg her on even further to, like juice up my vision i need that vision body reanimated mm -hmm. how do i do that and so yeah he's just a horrible horrible guy which is great that's what you want too you want a little bit of, of evil coming from all different angles but my question to you is do you think wanda's in control is wanda actually running this whole show i say no because there's a she sits in the car after she leaves the vision's body yeah. and there's a deed we find out it's a deed but there was yeah. a letter in the car that she obviously did not plant so somebody yeah i definitely think this episode was the point where i was like because i think there was probably that's like is she in like a mental ward or like <laughs> you know is because when we first heard this there was this voiceover during the credits that was like wanda wanda can you hear me and I thought, oh, is she in a coma? Like, are we in her coma head? Um, Ooh, yeah. Is that a doctor? And then we later found out it was Kat Denning was like. Yes, Jimmy Woo, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy yes. Woo. And, um, but uh, yeah, this episode I was like, oh no, I don't think, is it the other lady? The purple witch lady? <laughs> purple versus red. <laughs> um, purple versus red. Yeah, so I also. What do you think like, the purple witch's lady's name is? I said it like 10 times already, but what do you think it is? Yeah. Agatha. <laughs> yeah. Agatha. <laughs> uh, not Agatha Christie. Now, what is her Agatha last name? Har Harkness. 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 You got it. All right. I just wanted to see if you were like not listening to me for the past 10 minutes. No, no. This is a problem. This is, I mean, this is a good thing and a bad thing about me and TV shows and movies is oftentimes I can completely forget everything that happened immediately after I've watched it and then I can watch it again. <laughs> I don't, oh my God, my Kate, my fiance does the same thing and she'll be like, and I'm so jealous because she'll relive an amazing part of a movie or a show that like for the first time again, and it, you can see like the genuine reaction and I'm like, oh, fuck you. Cause like, I, I know it's coming. So it doesn't, I don't get that same like, you pick up on um, yeah. so many details and they like live in your head Yeah. and I oh, immediately I am like, gone. <laughs> so I don't think Agatha Harkness is in control. Mm, it's someone else. And who do you think it is? So I want you to, I want you to describe. It's Jimmy Woo. It's Jimmy Woo. He's this whole time been doing magic back there. Slight <laughs> that close-up magic. Yeah. That close-up magic was a trick. <laughs> oh no, Jimmy Woo was the Jimmy was the bad guy all along. That's why you want to learn about close-up magic. Uh, no, I want you to describe, I really do, I want you to create a character, a Marvel character, that okay. would be in control of this, who is the ultimate puppet master of this whole thing. You have to name that person, and you have to describe that person. Um, the person, so the person is obviously controlling the purple witch. Yes. Who is, and who is also controlling. Who's ultimately controlling Red Witch. 
Yeah. Well, I think in the Marvel world, it would still be a man. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> that goes without saying. Uh, uh, probably a white man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because they can be the good guy and the bad. They can be all They the can guys. be all over. Yeah, yeah. Um, is he a wizard? Like, is Ooh. he the grand? Oh, no. The grand wizard, I think, is a kick uh, <laughs> So, yes. He could be the grand wizard. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes, he's a grand wizard. But also maybe um, part god, part mm-hmm. wizard, part robot. Ooh, all right, we need a name. Because What's I feel name? like that that brings in these little bits of a bunch of different char- yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, if you're all god and then you're like a Thor, there's things that are your Achilles tendon. But if you're yeah. a robot, it's like, <laughs> you don't have electricity like we didn't have last week and <laughs> you don't work. <laughs> I like so, it. So if you're a little bit of everything and probably oh. wearing a cape, even though you're not Has supposed to, to wear a cape. Has to have a cape. Yes. Even though a cape. Edna Mould said you should not be wearing a cape, you have to have a cape in the Marvel Universe with if you're a bad guy at that level. Yeah. Why? We need a name. We need a name. Um, I think his name is Kevin. I think <laughs> Kevin. A Kevin could do some damage. Yes, Kevin. Kevin, the ultimate bad guy behind all of WandaVision. The Grand Wizard of of WandaVision. All right, I love it. I had that question on my list. I was like, I have to see if if Virginia could, like, create who the bad guy would be. I'm very happy that you did. I'm so happy. So... What what do you honestly think would be going on? I, I have my own thoughts. I think, so I, I'm, a, I'm of two sides in this. On one side, I've heard some people say, oh, there's like a big, you know, a Grand Wizard Kevin type character out there that's controlling this. And then the mm-hmm. other side, it's like uh, Agatha is like leeching the power to gain sort of witch supremacy to be I, what I think the Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch is, which is like the idea that the Scarlet Witch is the like uber witch, <clears throat> the most powerful witch. Like, right. and so like kind of kind of maybe like a Thanos type idea where it's like, I have to be all powerful to then be benevolent or to to control the rest of the witches, so to speak. Right, right. Yeah, I could see that because uh, everything that happened in this episode fucking broke Scarlet Witch. Like, I mean, and we discovered that's where this hexy thing happened. And when when she like gets to the the ruins of the house, you know, which we have found out and she just breaks down and all the red just comes spewing out of her. I'm all about color. (laughs) (laughs) Now, will the red start intermingling with the purple? I don't know, but maybe... Maybe what does red and purple make? Green? No, what? that's not how color whoa, combinations whoa. work. Whoa. 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 <laughs> what does red and purple make? Green. If oh uh, in this world, maybe. Maybe in this world, maybe this w- wacky world. Like, maybe we need red to mix with the blue from her brother. Uh-huh. And then they make purple. They make purple purple. Yeah. So so purple. who is purple? <laughs> so who is who is uh, who is Pietro then? Who is this Pietro? What do you think that is? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the bunny. Ah, that's what I was thinking too. Because <laughs> bunnies are quick, right? The bunnies are quick and well, cheeky. I, mean, really. and I don't know. Che- and don't... cheeky and horny, and that's really ultimately what this whole show is about. 
Everybody wants that big purple vibrator. <laughs> Can't wait for the the porn that comes from Oh my <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, everybody does kind of want that because at the end of this show, the post-credit scene, if you will, the mid-credit scene, there is, uh, I don't know if you saw this, there is a quick scene in which Hayward, uh, directed douchebag, is powering up the reconfigured body of the Vision with the uh. drone. They So, I don't know if you remember, she threw a drone in like episode five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like laced with the power that she had. It like the red, it was yeah. like red and glowing. And they used that to reanimate the vision. That was Keisha, everybody. <laughs> that was delightful. That was so delightful. I love her. We're gonna try and get her into an episode. I just knew that she didn't watch want like the regularly scheduled stuff. So I was like, eh, I don't want to. I don't want to force her to watch eighty more things that she doesn't want to watch. We're already making her watch all of the Star Wars, all of the other things. Uh, all right, so let's get to the end. Let's get to the end. couple things. The commercials. We didn't talk about those. We didn't talk about those. What do you think about those commercials? Okay, I think the commercials were, again, executed so well. Mm-hmm. And um, when it got to, like, yesterday, I kept being like, is there significance to the commercials? Do they play, like, is it? I thought like is the product the thing that like ties in or I'm I don't know that I'm smart enough to know like exactly what but they were really good you are smart enough by the way because <laughs> this is again this is comic books this is not like <laughs> it's not like uh aerospace engineering <laughs> wink wink um you, but you're absolutely right so the first one was the little toaster right it was made yeah. by Stark in- Industries which was I did catch that. Yeah, an analog to the missile that we actually end up seeing in episode eight that like is this like beeping uh, and blinking red. The next one was the Strucker watch. And that was um I think his name's Hans Strucker. We're gonna call him Hans Strucker, but he's like basically like a Hydra guy who's the one who started testing on the twins. Oh, okay. So like sort of like make you know, like infusing them with the mind stone stuff. The next one I really like, it's Hydra Soak, but it doesn't really, it is Hydra. But the idea that I thought of was like that this was like a propaganda style thing where it's like, we'll take your mind away from things, you know, like go, you know, we'll basically brainwash you and think that, you know, all of your life is wonderful and beautiful. And you can just like step away from all the badness that's happening in your life and follow Hydra. And like, that's sort of what she does in Age of Ultron. But the interesting one was the yogurt one. Do you remember the yogurt one where it's like... Like a like a shark that shows up on a little oh, island. Yes, and, she and it's like claymation. It. Yeah, yeah, because that one felt really at home to me. That was like in my era of commercials. It could have been all... for fruit snacks, and I'd been like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Gushers. Yes. Do you remember Gushers? Oh, I, I ate a lot of trash. I ate a lot of squeezits and Gushers growing up. <laughs> squeezits and Gushers. I don't know why, but just fruit like, by the foot. Just like the thought of those things now as an adult, like you bite into something and it oozes juice into your mouth. It's amazing we have teeth based on what we ate as kids. Uh, The last two were the Lagos paper towels. And I think that one you have to see Civil War because in Civil War, uh, she like uses her powers to like stop a bomb, but it ends up blowing up half of a building anyway. So Mm -hmm. like the idea of like you can't clean up your mess like or like it's like all messy and it was like red juice that they were cleaning up was like the bloodiness. I like that one. 
But the last one I thought was really cool. This one goes straight to the nerds. It's called Nexus, like prescription pills. Oh, yeah. And Wanda is a Nexus being in the comic books. And this is going to get a little deep. So bear with me. Breathe with me. Okay. <laughs> the, and when you're a Nexus being, you're basically like a multiverse surfer. Like you can travel through all of the different dimensions and you still have like all of your powers and you're still like you and you can control multiple dimensions and stuff. So I think this show she's going to end up like going super saiyan at the end mm -hmm. and then have this like ability to i guess to become the scarlet witch which is going to be more of a like a, a an achievement versus like a costume name like a title where right. she's gonna be this being that can can fuck up the multiverse because the next show the next movie that she's gonna be in is called dr strange and the multiverse of madness and in that she's gonna be an integral part mark my words mm, and i hope I we get to have some Benedict Cumberbatch's weird ass accent. What? Oh yeah, have we talked about this before? How horrible his English, his American accent is. For all of the Brits that can come over here and do a really good American accent, and how many Americans can't do British accents, I Benedict cannot do a, a, an American accent. It sounds so weird. Yeah, because Cumberbatch in other stuff too, he'll sometimes do, I think if he's doing like a Southern or like a something, he'll do okay. But if it's just American, it's like, yeah, it's weird. I am talking American. <laughs> Good. I'm sorry. Is that, I'm sorry, Dr. Strange. Could you, could you say that again? Let me do this thing with dimensions. <laughs> with dimensions. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. That's every movie, every, uh, in, in, <laughs> oh my God, every Doctor Strange ever. All right, well, what else do we want to talk about for the latest episode? Before we get ready, what do you want to see in the next episode of the WandaVision? In I mean, the one thing missing so far has been a big fight scene. I don't know what that could look like or who would be involved, but like sometimes in every, sometimes well, in every movie, there's a fight scene <laughs> of some kind. And so. <laughs> well, take a stab at it. Who do you think would be it? Maybe Photon and maybe she's popping back because she yeah, kept, she kind of was yeah. out of this episode a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like they're going to have to kind of wrap up and bring people to get ready for whatever's next. Um, I don't know. You know what one of my favorite scenes is not a Marvel scene, but in Monsters, Inc., when they have the fight scene and they go through all the doors to all the different yeah. places. Like if they, I, I would be into that with different dimensions too. They did that a little bit in Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, yes, I, I really liked yeah. that. I, yeah. I like that movie. Yeah. I like that idea a bunch. If it like starts traveling through time, like, so yeah. like maybe they start fighting in the fifties and then it like morphs and then they're fighting in the seventies again. And yeah, it keeps, like, cause I really loved the bit. There was a bit where the house kept like changing to the different yeah. eras. And so I was like, Ooh, I'm in on that. I hadn't even thought about that. I like that a lot. I don't know how they're going to work it in, but it's already wacky enough. So. Yeah. So I do, I do think Monica's going to come through and fight a little bit. Uh, I think, um, the vision, here's my thought. I think the vision is going to, uh, the vision robot that they just created because we didn't get a chance to talk about that because Keisha showed up. But there in the post credit scene, uh, there is uh, Hayward, director douchebag, reanimates 
the vision's actual body, not like this like sort of mental projection of him that Wanda has. And he's like gray and white and he looks like real creepy. And yeah. uh, I think he's going to be like, at first, like a Terminator. So he's just going to walk in and be like, uh, you know, Wanda, stop this. They'll do it. Wait, hold on. Let me do my arm. Now, Wanda. Wanda, now. Get out. Get out of here. Wanda, we got to go. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then the vision mind projection is going to combined with the vision, so vision on vision action yeah a little little dildo on dildo you know what i'm saying a little scissoring going on and, <laughs> and then boom they're going to combine and the good vision's mental projection that wanda created and the evil bot vision bot are going to make a new vision because what yeah what would win out this like evil robot-y but but you've got the like brain of the other yeah. one like brains versus robot <laughs> yes i think that's what's gonna happen and then then he's gonna combine and then they're all gonna fight agatha uh to some super saiyan and in which she becomes the scarlet witch and like wipes all of that out like it's gonna be like a big red boom i see like a big red boom happening the hex falls we're gonna have uh that 70 show mom and all these people like go back to their realities and be like oh my god what the fuck was that that was weird and they're gonna realize that their reality sucked anyway because really yeah. yeah maybe there's gonna be a big red boom and we're gonna pop into like a modern tv show like we're gonna have like the big bang theory or <laughs> oh uh, shit <laughs> it's always That's, sunny in philadelphia that is that should definitely happen the big i mean i don't like the big bang theory as a tv show no i don't but either. i do like the especially because the name is just too perfect that the big bang theory is like the ending send-off to this they're all, they're all like just making fun of nerds in a very derogatory way on a couch <laughs> is that what that show is much i feel like it's not pro nerd and it should be it should be everything should be pro nerd that is yeah. that is my send off for the rest of the show couple things before we go what anything else you want to see in the last episode um i want to see your reaction to it because i had no idea how much you well, do you want to watch it together world do you want to watch the last episode together yeah all right um i didn't know that you had this in your heart i didn't know that this i mean i i got i got a hint with the star wars stuff but um <laughs> this is this means everything to me <laughs> <laughs> this means literally everything to me okay during a pandemic primarily this is all i think about all day uh, there's some stuff I did want to say, some final thoughts for me. One, Wanda in the comics very much basically is like a mutant controlling thing, whether it takes away mutants like in the House of M or like creates new beings and stuff. I have a very big feeling that Wanda is about to like create the mutants. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna take a hard, hard, hard call on this. And I'm saying Wanda creates mutant, Wanda, Wanda, <laughs> Wanda creates mutants. And that's that's my big thing. And Manda creates the uh, fractures. I'm gonna say fractures. That feels like a definitely like a comic booky term. Fractures the multiverse. Ooh, and, I like it. And Doctor Strange has to swoop in and fix the multiverse that Wanda fractured. What if at the end it's just like da dun dun da dun dun? We're done. <laughs> it does. It plays the and nothing it, happens. <laughs> it plays the curb your enthusiasm music at the end. It's like boom boom boom. Wanda's just walking through ruins. She just like walks away. Yeah, Larry David shows up and just like 
his bagel gets dropped on the floor and he's, he's just upset about it. And that's the end. Okay. Well, we did it. We promise you the next episode won't be this long, but we had to cover so much. And then Keisha showed up and we had to talk to her. But next week, we will be talking about the final episode. We will get all of your reactions, all of your thoughts. What should happen next? Who is the ultimate big bad? Is it uh, Director Douchebag? Is it Agatha? What's her name? Kevin. Is it (laughs) Grand Wizard Kevin? (laughs) Is it... (laughs) That's so bad. Grand Wizard Kevin is totally out of... Is it Evil Vibrator? Is it Good Vibrator? Are they going to become one super yin-yang-y vibrator? Uh, <laughs> like what a else? Zen vibrator. Yeah, like the ultimate vibrator. Both happy and sad all in one. Um, and we will talk about what we're going to do next, which we don't know yet, but we'll figure it out. But we're just playing it by ear. I want to watch Winter Soldier and the Falcon because I like the idea of watching uh, a Fast and the Furious type TV show. And I think that's exactly what this will be. But I don't know. Maybe we ask you guys out there, what should we watch? Should it be Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we'll get to eventually? Should we watch uh, Wonder Woman 1984? Please don't say that movie. Uh, no, I can't do that again. Should we Should we watch uh, Bridgerton, maybe? Should we watch uh, something else? I don't know. You tell us. We'll figure it out. And we'll keep doing the green room. We'll keep chatting. Yeah, a little, a little. These are little special sods. Ooh, that's definitely what I'm calling it. We're watching <laughs> on next week's special sode, WandaVision, episode nine, the reckoning of the vibrators. <laughs> All right, Grand Wizards out. <laughs>